Are we recording? No, too much, too much, too much, too much. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Ducks Watch Together. I'm Josh. Okay. And on today's episode, we talk about the kid who would be king. He would be. He would, in true. True story. True dad. We're starting off hot. This is a hot take episode. Is it? I don't know. Is it a hot take episode? Feel like I feel like I'm gonna say something about this film. Okay, just one thing. Yeah, this is it. This is it. My one and done. Um, it's gonna be a real Josh monologue episode. The film feels inconsequential. Oh, okay. Like if it had been bad, it's fine. You know, whatever. Uh-huh. And if it's good, it's like okay, well, whatever. Oscars are about to happen, and this is gonna get buried in all of that excitement. Yeah. So this all just feels like an inconsequential film. So no harm, no foul. Let's just have a good time. Yeah. Yeah, great. All right. Well, I'm Love done it. with this episode. Oh, perfect. All right. Well, thanks for listening to Ducks Watch Together. I'm Josh. Wait, do, do you think it's consequential? Um, no. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, quack, I mean, okay. Quack, quack, quack. <laughs> uh, my hottest of hot takes is, do you think we're the only podcast that has a kid who would be king episode? No. No? No. Oh, good. It can't be that special. Who knows? Maybe when somebody looks up the kid who would be king, they went, they went and saw it in theaters, and they're like, yeah! And this is the only episode they find, us and maybe Scott Mance doing a review. Oh, Scott Mance. Oh, yeah, Scott Mance. The best. He is really good. The most interesting. <sighs> can I... Can I... Can I hot take you on Scott Mance here for a second? You don't like him anymore? No, I love Scott Mance. Like, with a deep, utter, fiery passion, I love Scott Mance. You don't like that he loves Bohemian Rhapsody as much as he does? Yeah. Listen. It's okay. We can all have disagreements. We'll talk about it. We will. Eh. All right. Um. Kylie, I did not know you had such love for 22 Jump Street. I mean, I have the poster on my 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 door. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't know this. I've been in there. I think that Twenty Two Jump Street is just like Twenty One Jump Street, but like like so a lot of the jokes are just repeated. But like they can take it further because now they're in college, so the people that they're interacting with are adults, and so like you can like you can go more extreme, but not that extreme, but like uh-huh. further. Like, it's no longer weird that, like, he's in love with a college student like it was when he was in love with a high school student. Fair like, right. that was a little weird. And so, like, that's why 21 Jump Street feels more original. 22 Jump Street feels more like I can sit down and be like, ah, yes, this is all much more appropriate. <laughs> so I just feel better with okay. 22 right. Jump Street. Um, is that is that that's a good reason? Also, Wyatt Russell. Oh yeah, <laughs> Wyatt Russell and Channing Tatum just broing out. Yeah, Wyatt Russell's his best friend, right? Yeah, because like the image that I always remember of like the other college guy is this college guy with a red mohawk, and like that's the only image I have of other people in that film. <laughs> um, and then Ice Cube, Ice Cube and his daughter Queen Latifah. That's all I remember who was in that film. Jonah Hill. <laughs> well, besides the two. <laughs> uh, why, Kylie, am I bringing up 22 Jump Street on the podcast? Uh, I just want to know Pikachu. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Jackson Maine, did you show up? Uh, hey, I just want to know Pikachu. You just... <laughs> oh my god! Did you get oh it? Oh my god! <laughs> Pikachu, will you find my pecan farm? You have to Pikachu, or are you gonna find my daddy's grave? Pikachu. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Okay, sorry, sorry, listeners. Kylie broke me. Um. Well, Kylie, what news story did we find out about this week? The writer of 22 Jump Street is penning the sequel for Detective Pikachu. Detective Pikachu 2. Because they've already decided Detective Pikachu 
is going to make all the money in the land. <laughs> Are they wrong? I don't think so. Okay, there you go. I'm going to say something. Okay. I'm going to say something. Hear hot me take. out, everyone. It's not a hot take. It's mm. factual evidence. <laughs> okay, alright, fair enough. Alright, so two summers ago, what graced our lives? Pokemon Go. Oh, okay. I was I went down the Ryan Reynolds bandwagon. <laughs> Sorry. All right. So Pokemon Go, and who went crazy? Everyone. Most people. You didn't care. <laughs> Fair. Okay. Now I understand that most of people ended up quitting, or so you may think. There is still so okay. So there's still a huge community out there playing Pokemon Go. So all of us, even like in our small town, mm -hmm. there are so many players. It's not just like me walking down to the park and like blah, blah, blah. It's like, go down on, go down to Howard Amon on the wrong day and there will be like swarms of us <laughs> trying to catch totodiles. <laughs> okay, anyways. <laughs> How are those words sitting with you? It reminded me of this meme that I saw <laughs> where it's this red Pokemon that kind of looks like a cross between a dinosaur and a chicken. Okay. And there's just all these Pokeballs being thrown at it. Uh -huh. And, like, they're just bouncing off. It's red? I think it's, so. It's red? Maybe? This Pokemon episode's gonna be real fun. It, yeah, maybe it's red. I think it's red. You're looking up red chicken dinosaur Pokemon? No, I know a gift that you're talking about, but it's not a red Pokemon. I can't find the gift. What color's the Pokemon? Mm. This is always, this is the... Oh yeah, it's that one! Yeah, this is, yeah, this, okay. it's not red. Is that a Psyduck? No. 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 Don't look at the name. Listeners, be really excited <laughs> for when Josh reveals all his Pokemon knowledge. Yeah. Um... If anything, it's supposed to be a pigeon. A pidwidgeon? Uh-huh. A pidwidgeon. That's its name. Like yep. the nope. owl from Harry Potter? No, that's Hedwig. Nope, there's also Pidwidgeon. No, there's Hedwig. <laughs> and there's Errol as well. <laughs> Errol Flynn. Um, Whoa, don't you put that on that owl. Yeah, that owl's a screw-up, just like Errol. That yeah. owl is not rapey. Huh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, okay, so everyone went nuts when Pokemon Go came out. And uh -huh. even though a lot of people didn't stick by it, there's not as much of a commitment to go see Detective Pikachu. <laughs> that is at most a two-hour commitment that you have, maybe two hours and a half, depending on the trailers, that you have to make to that. And I feel like everyone in all the land who went nuts about Pokemon Go will maybe go nuts about Detective Pikachu. We only have to go each see it once, and it will make quite a bit of money. Second point. Yeah? It's called Japan. <laughs> it's not going to work with the domestic box office, <laughs> but worldwide. And Brazil. Hmm, who else will? China. Can I, can, I also, can I also throw in there another like reason why it's going to make all the money in all the land? Nostalgia. Yes. Deadpool. Because I think Ryan Reynolds is going to bring people over as well. No one cares about him. Uh, what? We're all done with his stupid face. Okay. Oh, we just want his stupid voice. Yeah. Josh. Yeah, that's why we cover his face in Stupid Deadpool. Like, right. It's all a conspiracy that he doesn't have to show his face anymore. <gasps> I cracked the code. Ooh, there you go. All right, Ryan Reynolds, if you disagree, you have to come on the podcast and argue it out with me. There you go. Um, <laughs> but you have to pay your own way here. Another quick thing about... You can stay at one of our places, though. Another thing about summer th releases that are happening. Yeah. A Dog's Journey. Yep. Which I've seen this trailer now, like, twice. It's so sad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is that you, Boss Dog? Did he call him Boss Dog in the first one? I don't know. That's a weird thing. Josh, we watched that in January 2017. This is my point. They're, I like how with the sequel, they're like, no. May. <laughs> this sucker is a summer release now. Like, we're gonna get there, everybody. Well, they already have their January release with The Dog's Way Home or A Dog's Journey Home or whatever that name of that movie is. I still need to go see it. Do you think Bryce Dallas Howard and Josh Gad just get together and be like, ha ha, we're in dog movies? Nope. Okay. Great. I really don't think they do that yeah. at all. Yeah, no? Okay, great. Yeah, you still have to see The Dog's Way Home. Yeah. Spoilers, the dog makes it home. Wow, what? You've seen the trailer? Yeah. Oh, crazy. 
should have left it to be a mystery. All right, Josh. Yeah. Start your bit. Start my bit? Yeah. My inquiry of the half-squared Fortnite? Yeah. Okay. Kylie. Today, we are here to talk about the kid who would be king. And inside the kid who would be king are some really fun live kid performances. And so I'm just going to say this. My question is, I'm trying to think of a question that we haven't already talked about. All right, here's my question for you. You can take any one of these kids and you can put them in any other property. Who you put in a property and why? Can I take the high schooler? Yeah, totally. The guy who's my age? <laughs> that guy? Yeah. Yeah, great. Hmm, what's a good... He's been in a lot of theater. Uh-huh. So that can was I... clear. Yeah. Can I put him in the Kenneth Branagh Ecupello series? Yeah. You can do whatever you want. Is he young Hercule? <gasps> The Adventures of Young Perot. Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, okay. <laughs> when we're all done with this whole Agatha Christie, like, nonsense. It's not nonsense. But when we're done with all of that material and we want to make more money, we go back. <laughs> we get this kid to play young Echo Perot. Love it. Because this kid, as this man my age, <laughs> as he is. Playing a 16-year-old. Yeah, yeah, I feel like... I feel like he also loves himself, maybe as much as Kenneth Branagh loves himself, and so they could really do some magic together. And then eventually, Kenneth will stop directing it, and guess who will direct it? Patrick Stewart? No, him. <laughs> him himself. Like him from the I'm gonna make it no him. Like I don't know this guy's name. Sixteen year old is my age. <laughs> Snappy snap. Sorry, we got a full refer to by his full name. Merlin. Merton? No, that's just a stupid person. Like, gosh, that's such a stupid name that he came up with. Just go by Merlin. No one cares. Everyone's so jaded in this world. We all be like, yeah, someone's Someone obsessed with D&D made that name for a kid. I'm fairly certain they just start calling him Martin halfway through the film. Yeah. They're like, let's drop this Merton thing. Yeah, well, <laughs> anyways, how does he know that that's a, like a, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I'm excited. There's I'm a ex- lot of questions. I'm excited for just... Kylie's questions about this movie. I asked them to you in the middle of the movie. <laughs> yeah, you had lots of questions about eclipses. <laughs> No, I have statements about eclipses. <laughs> eclipses? Yeah. Eclipse eye? Nope. Multiple eclipse. Okay. Okay. Anyway, so okay. yeah, yeah. I'm going to put this kid Great. in <laughs> the property. All I right. do not think that Kenneth Branagh could do something like weird no, with this kid. I'm with you. I'm on board. <laughs> this kid who is my age. Kenneth Branagh, who's uh, living out his dream at some point this year where he gets to play William Shakespeare, gets to come out. Ooh, what is in what? Uh, it's a, okay, so remember... Is it a BBC miniseries? Is it a movie? It's a movie. Is uh, it an but HBO? It's a BBC movie. Oh, okay. Um, so it, I think it's coming out in either February or March. <laughs> But it's him and Judy Dench. And basically, do you remember the film Mr. Holmes? With so I didn't Ian see McKellen. It. Yeah, but you know the premise, yeah, right? Yeah, I understand. Same premise, but with Shakespeare. And Branagh plays Shakespeare. And Ian McKellen is there, too. Okay, so... <laughs> Are they gonna like what? What's the okay? I got a question. I guess. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, what story is there to tell at this point with Shakespeare? Unless he's gonna like go kill vampires. I mean, what are we doing? What are we doing? He's an old man dealing with William his life. Shakespeare, vampire <laughs> hunter. <laughs> 
Jeez, uh, Kaylee, there's already a... He's going to be a werewolf hunter. Okay? All right, all right. Jeez. Let's yeah. get it done. And then, like, Ooh. he meets, like, a young bro... I don't care that these timelines don't match up. Okay. Like, no one cares. Okay, yeah, no, yeah. Just hear me out. Okay. He meets up with a young... Bram Stoker. Oh. Okay, oh. my crossover is he's not hunting werewolves anymore. Okay. He's gonna hunt witches. Uh-huh. And he's gonna We already got that! It's called Hanshu and Gretel Witch Hunter. Okay, but see, here's the reason why. Here's the reason why. Because then he can pull out Macbeth and he can be like, this was my secret text on what to do when witches come. He doesn't do anything. He listens to them. Yeah, well, you didn't read it carefully enough. There's a map hidden on the back of the Declaration of Independence, <laughs> Kylie. I'm just saying, one of us. <laughs> Does that mean I get to pick your birthday movie? The movie. Oh, that could be something fun. Great. I already, but. Nope. What are you going to pick? I don't know. I didn't pick this one for you. Yeah, you did. Did I? Yeah. We'll talk about that next episode. <laughs> anyway, not next episode. Anyways. Yeah. All right, everyone. What, wait, what kid are you going to put in some property? Are you going to put like. Here's what I think you're going to do. I think you're going to okay. pick a property that Andy Circus exists in and you're gonna put his kid in that and then they're going to be like father and son. I mean, that's a good that's a good thing, but no, I wasn't going to do that. It's hard because Andy Circus is dead in most of his franchises. Okay, but I was going to put Andy Circus in I think he's dead in all of them. Okay, so here it is. King Kong. Okay. Marvel. Uh-huh. Star Wars. Spoilers uh-huh. for all of these. Star Wars. <laughs> Planet of the Apes, he's dead. Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. He do- <laughs> Bro doesn't make it. Andy Serkis doesn't get out alive. Yeah. He dies more than Sean Bean. Yeah. Huh. <sighs> Maybe it's because we don't have to see the light leave his eyes specifically. Oh, shoot. Although his death in Star Wars, hilarious. All right. Here's what I'm going to do. It's time... To let the old ways die. It's time to <laughs> reboot the Hardy Boys. That's right. The Hardy Boys are coming back. All right, we're gonna do it with the same two kids that lead this film, like Lil Circus and his friend who plays Bedivere's. Yeah, all right, the kid who is not in Hunt for the Wilder People. Yes, all right, and they're gonna come back and they're gonna be the Hardy Boys and they're just gonna solve mysteries and their dad is gonna be Andy Circus and I'm on board with it. Like, let's do it. Let's just be Andy's just gonna be mugging and he's gonna be like, mm, Hardy Boys, are you getting into trouble again? It's gonna be a great time. That's right. I'm pitching it. Hardy Boys with Little Circus's Little Circus and his Bedivere friend. Is this a book series? Yeah, it's like a detective uh, mystery series. I think it was big in like the '60s and '70s, maybe even earlier than that. Um, yeah, it's kind of like they were first, and then there was like Nancy Drew. Okay. Right. So the Hardy Boys debuted in 1927. Oh, okay. Next line, very important to me. Beginning in 1959, the books were extensively revised, so they're George Lucasing it, but for yep. good reasons. Okay. Partially, just partially, just a little bit. Okay, okay. To eliminate racial stereotypes. We did it. Good job. All right. It's good. interesting that 1959, 1959, they're like, <laughs> maybe we were a little too harsh there. What in 59 were they even like? <laughs> we need the next line needs to be, and in 1980, <laughs> they revised those revisions. They probably did, let's be real, because they've re released these books several times over. So, yeah, the Hardy Boys, they're coming back. Little Circus and his better of your friend. If you do not know yet, listeners, we do not know the names of anybody in this movie except for uh, Patrick Stewart, Tom. Something. Tom, uh, it also starts with a T, doesn't it? Tank. Tom is the tank <laughs> Tom, engine. Tom the tank engine, <laughs> yes. And, uh, all right. Hey, friends, if you want to answer the inquiry of half-squared Fortnite, you can do so at friend of a friend. Oh, I know Patrick Stewart's name. Did you say his? I said Patrick oh, okay, Stewart. sorry. There was one more person, but I didn't want to get to spoilers yet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you can see her in the trailer. It's oh, fine. Becky Ferguson? Becky Fergs? Oh. The Beckster? The Beckmeister? The Beckinator? Becky Beckerino? With the, Becky with the nice hair. It's not so nice in this film. Oh, man. She just Tom met, Taylor. Tom Taylor. Tom the Toolman Taylor? 
No, I call them dark towers. <laughs> you did, it's true. I got real confused. <laughs> yeah, if you want to answer the inquiry of how Fortnite squared, you can do so at friendofafriendpodcast.squarespace.com. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts and iTunes with a five-star review or any star review. And you can find us on... Hit that subscribe button. Ding. <laughs> where it helps us get more listeners you can also find us on facebook at friend of a friend podcast and now on with the show i'm gonna tell you why this film is inconsequential okay great scientific evidence (laughs) all right everyone what is a good beginning reference piece that you should never actually use to reference anything mythology wikipedia oh okay (laughs) Listen, listen. I like Wikipedia as a starting point. Gives uh-huh. me a general idea of what's happening. And then you can use its sources. Yes. Yeah. Well, and yeah, I can take it from there. Yeah. Now, here's what I'm doing. I click on some people's names, right? See what else they've been in. This film is so inconsequential that on a lot of these actors' like pages, they do not list the kid who would be king, which tells me that no one went through and was like, let me fix this up. Two hours after the Academy Awards, I went to Yorgos Lanthimos, or uh, announcements. Yorgos Lanthimos, there was a whole paragraph written about him being nominated for an Oscar. The Kid Who Would Be King has been out for three days, and we still haven't added it to these people's filmographies. Okay, but maybe that's just because we're all, like, really processing. Okay, we're still, like, taking deep, deep thought about the kid who would be king. Okay, his name is Angus Imry. Oh, it is Angus Imry. Okay. okay. that That's, um... Merlin. Clap, kid. And then there's Louis Ashbourne Circus. It, okay, that's Lil Circus. Uh, Tom Taylor, who is Lance. Lancelot. Hughes Dark Towers. Yeah, I didn't understand that that's where they were going with that name. I was like, oh, it all makes sense. Well, I, w- I, was, I was familiar enough with the Arthurian legend to realize, like, oh, Betty's or whatever is Bedivere, and then Lance, Lancelot, and Lady Kay. Um, I'm going to try to pronounce Better's name. Okay. Dean Chamu. Great. Uh, I'm going to go with that. Then there's Rihanna Doris as Kay. Uh, is she a Rihanna or is she a Rihanna? Well, see, Rihanna is actually Rihanna. I know. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. Okay. I need I need Kay to pronounce her own name for yeah. me. Okay, yeah. anyways. um, uh, First impressions? Initial thoughts? For what is, what is the thing called? Do, do we... Expectations? expectations? All right. Here's what, what I expected. Expectations and why we're doing this episode? Here's what I expected. Which one do you want to first? Expectations or why? Because um, uh, my answer for why and your answer for why may be different. Oh, okay. Let's do both. Go with why first. Josh wanted to do this and I was like, okay. So my answer for why is I really want to do this. And Kylie said, okay. You like this director. (laughs) Yeah, I do like Joe Cornish. Absolutely. Um, So so then leading the whys into the expectations. I don't know if I had huge expectations for the movie. The trailer wasn't bad. And so considering to me the trailer wasn't bad and that... It's a director who I really am interested in, Joe Cornish, whose only other film is Attack the Block, but he's also a writing partner and creative partner with Edgar Wright. So there's just kind of a cinematic lineage that I'm interested in here. Uh, And so that's kind of why I was excited. I didn't have very high expectations of it being like a masterpiece, but I just kind of wanted a fun time at the movies in January. Expectations there, Kylie? I didn't think I was going to like it. Oh, there you go. Yeah, another one of these BS Josh pictures. No, that's not what I was going to say. Oh, I'm so sorry. All right, here's the deal, everyone. Yeah. I don't care <laughs> about the King Arthur legend in the slightest. Arthurian. Okay, I don't care about the King Arthur thing at all. <laughs> um, it wasn't until maybe this year I realized that Camelot was not a thing associated with Christmas. Oh, okay. I always had that connection in my mind for some reason. Both start with C's. Uh, so Camelot is apparently like a, a thing in the legend, right? Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a place. Uh-huh. Camelot is a, is a city. A lot of people, it's a city. <laughs> so that's a thing. Okay, great, yeah. Threw me off. Yeah. Um, what I know of this legend is that some kid rips a sword from the rock. Uh-huh. And he's king. And there's a wizard named Merlin. 
And that's all I've ever you can <laughs> That's my bit of 2019. I'm just gonna do magic that way. Kylie, no! Wait, no, Kylie, you have to come back! Wait, no, I promise! I won't do it much beyond this episode! Wait, no, come back! Kylie, Kylie, you can't leave! You can't, you can't take your coat off! I can't be in the studio by myself! Oh, okay. She's coming back. Okay. She had to get her fidget cue. <laughs> Um, where was I? You were talking about what you knew about the Arthurian legend. Yeah, I don't care much about the Arthurian legend. I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be frank with everyone. Uh, I know there is a difference because one of them has foxes and one of them doesn't. And so I don't know the difference between Robin Hood and the oh. Sword in the Stone. <laughs> I've seen both of them. Uh -huh. But in my mind, they are the same thing. And so then later on, when we go on to talk about, like, Robin Hood things, I'm always like, oh yeah, Robin Hood, the sword and the stone thing, right? That is not the right answer in the slightest. Just try to help you out here. <laughs> it, just, it just... Robin Hood is the fox. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know that one now. <laughs> sword and the stone is the kid. Yeah. Uh, There's an owl Robin there. Hood... Robin Hood is Ansel... No, Taron oh, Edgerton. Oh, yep, uh-huh. It's not Ansel. <laughs> Same person. Okay, anyways, and then... Also Kevin Costner sometimes. Also, Carrie Elways? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Also, Errol Flynn. Ah, uh, it doesn't mean anything to me, Josh. He's a pirate in my mind. That's all I He's have any record. Swashbuckler. Pirate. And then... Sword in the Stone is this kid, and then Charlie Hunnam. Hmm. There's the, the animated one. Okay, I feel like there's like one with like that lady in it. There's one. The one, the lady who, the lady who is not Natalie Portman. What's her name? Kira Knightley. Yeah. Okay. I think there's something with Kira Knightley, but that could also be over here. No, that's King Arthur. Okay. See? Although I don't, I think Hugh Dancy might be Arthur in that one. Ooh, yeah, that means nothing. Oh, uh, Hugh Dancy is Hannibal Boy. I know who he is, okay, but like great. I cannot imagine this movie. I think Clive Owen is like the villain in that one. Well, that sounds like it makes sense for some reason. Clive Owen is the villain in a lot of things, and I'm always like, why? Clive Owen with his stupid face—he's not a villain. <laughs> he doesn't even come off men menacing. You know who comes off menacing, even though they have a stupid face, or at least I understand that they're the villain. Ben Mendel. Ben Mendelsohn's face is beautiful also, but like, you don't look at that and be like, ah ha our villain. Ooh, wait, I gotta pause this on the Kid Who Would Be King <laughs> conversation. Kylie, I think I've seen the trailer for your favorite movie of the year. This year? Yes. 2019? Have you seen the trailer for Arctic? No. Kylie, when you get a second. Have you seen the trailer for the Ten Bundy serial killer movie? No, I haven't. I talked to Anne about it and how mad I was. Yeah. It's like, look how cool it is. And I'm like, hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. I know. I don't know much about it, except for that Zephron's in it. Yeah, the trailer got released two days ago, as of recording. Because it was at Sundance. Mm -hmm. Guess who introduced me to that it was at Sundance? IMDb? Scott Mance! Oh. No, it was on Twitter. Oh, okay, great. I want to see his thoughts. The tra I'm not, I'm, I, all I'm saying is that the trailer <sighs> makes me like a little bit like, hmm. Mm, I don't, I don't, I don't need us to like be like, look how cool Ted Bundy was. Fair enough, I agree with you. <sighs> can I double back to Arctic here real fast? Sure. Can I, can is I Ben Mendelsohn in it? No, I'm gonna tell you. I'm, I'm, oh. What is the point? What are we doing? All right, all right. You want to know? You want to know? <laughs> is Keanu? Two words. Is Nicholas Cage? Mads. Mickelson. <laughs> so why is okay? So Josh, <laughs> tell me why is uh, Arctic on? My number one, and not John Wick three, War. I don't because Mads Mikkelsen stars in this movie with snow, and that's it. It's Mads versus the Arctic. So the gray. No, there's no wolves. There's no wolves. There's hardly any wolves in the gray. <laughs> 
Spoilers, everyone! It's, you don't even... Literally, it's just Mads, and, like, he's trying to save this lady. That's it. That's the plot of this movie. The mountain between us? (laughs) Is that what that film is called? No, Arctic's your favorite movie of the year. It's just gonna happen. I saw the mountain between us. I thought it was quaint. (laughs) I liked it. I thought the performances were good. This is nothing like that. (laughs) It seemed really miserable to be there. This woman is dying, not Kate Winslet falling in love with Idris Elba. She's dying! So she breaks her leg. Oh, maybe it is just Arctic. <laughs> yeah, but he Ar- essentially has to get her to safety. All right, you at some point watch the trailer for Arctic, and then you tell me it's not going to be. You watch the, the trailer for like incredibly evil, wicked, whatever. All right, fair enough. It's a huge line. Long, it is. Uh, okay. It's okay, I already know what's going to be my favorite movie of the year. It also comes out on my birthday. Little Woman 2019 doesn't come out on your birthday. True story. I know you're my not. You're not Saint Nick. <laughs> It comes out on your birthday? Yeah. Hobbs and Shaw doesn't come out on your birthday either. Nope, true story. Alright, let's look at April <laughs> 17th. What is coming out? Is it Rocket Man? I'm just gonna let you know if that comes out in May. I'm gonna let you stew on this for a second. I don't have anything coming out on April 17th. Is it Shazam? It's not Shazam. Is it coming out on your birthday? That's it's a Wednesday. It's literally on my birthday. That's a because Wednesday. my birthday might also be what? April 19th. 17th. <laughs> oh, it is April 17th. Yeah. Your birthday might also be Wednesday. Right. Is the, is on your calendar? Is it listed as any sort of holiday? No. Oh. I don't have holidays on my calendar. Oh, uh, okay. Mm. It is also... Easter. Earth Day. Oh, okay. Penguins. Penguins. Penguins it is, everybody. I saw a trailer for Penguins. I'm on board. I have a feeling that that won't be your favorite film of the year. (laughs) I'm just going to say that. I'm just going to make a prediction. Can you tell how little I have to say about this movie because we haven't talked about it? Here's what I... Can I just like... Yeah, let's double back to it. Go for it. Okay, so like, I don't know. I was walking in and I was like, it's just going to be like whatever. (laughs) And it kind of just was. I'm afraid Josh thinks that I hate this film. (laughs) I don't. I just don't have many feelings for it. It's kind of like one of those things of like, maybe if I was a child and I had seen this, I'd be like, oh my gosh, but I'm not a child anymore. And so like, I just was like, ugh. Not ugh, like disgusted, but like, ugh. I agree with you that I think this movie plays to a younger audience better than an older audience. Um... <sighs> okay, so I like this movie. I don't think it's amazing by any stretch of the imagination, but I think it's a really good time. Uh, I, like I said, I agree with your sentence that it's it's good for children, and that I'm not sure if it has any real adult appeal to it. But for me, the only however, reason... the adult Josh is going to tell us why. <laughs> Yeah, but the oldest person on the podcast freaking loves it, so that's fine. Uh, here's the reason why I don't think there's much adult appeal to it, because I... What, what'd you find why out? Why'd you give the first Purge three stars? <laughs> Listen, I don't hate the first Purge. First Purge actually has more to say about our society than most current blockbusters. Get away from me. Shoot, <laughs> shoot. Did you see I also ranked the Purge franchise? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I don't agree with your ranking. We agree on exactly one. I haven't seen the first July, or first year. First Purge. Okay. But we agree that Purge won. Worst thing ever. <laughs> okay. A, spoilers. I don't care. It's okay. It's been out forever. Ethan Hawke dies way at, like... Too early. Yeah, too yeah. early. I yeah. mean, like, there's, like, seven minutes left of that movie, but you're just like, no. Yeah. At his death, we're done. Yeah. I need. To, I will admit. I will fully admit. I think to make that my purge ranking like a fair ranking, I need to rewatch Purge Anarchy. Mm. Our Anarchy is one of my favorites. Um, because Anarchy might be better than the first Purge, but at this point, I don't remember that much of what happens in Anarchy, mm-hmm. which is what makes it lower on my list. What I like about Anarchy. Is that it's supposedly just a bunch of, like, average people just uh-huh. trying to survive the night. Yeah. Which I like. While uh, with Election Year, which I, I... Election Year is my second. I have it at one. Um, 
Frank Grillo becomes a lot better at everything suddenly. Now right. that he's the prote- he's like the protector of a senator. Yes. I just like this idea that the purge can actually say something about the society that we live in. And so I think with Purge Electioneer and the first purge, we're actually making some commentary on society. And so those are the ones that I I lean towards. I also think that with the purge election year, there were undecided voters of uh-huh. keeping the purge or not. Yeah. And my statement is, can you really be undecided on that one? Uh, listen, I'm gonna. There is some. There is some. Some <laughs> mess happening through this purge franchise here because when you watch the first purge, we're gonna have a whole conversation about the purge. All right. Anyways. Uh, the problem with the kid <laughs> who would be king is that. It's a very, very standard, tired hero's journey. It is. It sticks so closely to the art, the King Arthur story, the young King Arthur story, that, and the young King Arthur story is part of the thing that Joseph Campbell bases his uh, hero's journey on. That when you view this film with this current lens. You're like, great, I can literally call beat for beat the hero's journey throughout the thing. Like, they're, we're introduced to the unlikely hero, and he's going to refuse the call, and then he's going to find some friends, and he's going to accept the call, and he's going to have a mentor, and he's going to, like, blah, 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 blah on through. So, <clears throat> in that sense, I do like this film as an update of the Arthurian legend, but it's not structurally updated in any way, shape, or form. It's just kind of a retelling in modern society. One of the things that I do like, um, there is a little bit of a twisty twist in the sense of... It's not a twisty twist if you understand how things work. It's only a twisty twist in the sense of like, ooh, we're changing some of the legend stuff. I like how his... However... If you don't know any of the legend, you uh, just believe that it all makes sense. There that you way. go. I like that his relationship with his mom. In in a lot of uh, British lore and King Arthur legend, it's always about the relationship with the father. And here they 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 upend that a little bit, and I, I really appreciate that arc of the film. It's not a main arc of the film, but what happens in terms of the uh, the kid whose name is Alex and his mom and his absent father figure, I really appreciate in this story as well because I think that there is, that it is a way that you can help update this legend while also saying like no your your parental lineage is not as important as the person who loves and cares for you, which I thought was really a really cool message. Um, Angus Inman? Ermin? Ermin? I think it's Ermin. Merlin. Young Merlin. Okay, so love this kid. Like, just on board. Like, I want to watch this guy do something always forever. Young Elkubaro. Young Elkubaro, of course. I was going to put him in a Shakespeare movie with Kenneth Branagh, but then, like, it just spoke to me that okay. he should be on a train. All right, listen. Now, solving murders. I know what you're getting at there. Uh-huh. But can I... Because I feel like... Kenneth is going to want to play Hercule at least a couple more times. No, no. This is like after they've gone through all of the material. But I don't want to wait that long for this kid to have another part. So can I Can I also... Can he be the son? Ooh, good call. But <laughs> what about the adventures of young Gilderoy Lockhart? <laughs> They're calling me. Yeah, yes. I've got a great answer for you. <laughs> yes, Kylie. Yes. Josh! Josh, yeah, do yeah. you remember your fit of rage when we did Crimes of Grindelwald? Because we went back and we wrote, rewrote stuff and we're changing things. Okay, okay. No, no, call I, on I, me. I, call I, on I, me. I, no. Okay. Right. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Josh, I am tired of us just like taking this franchise so deep in mythology. The echo We don't have to deep that into too much mythology so we can mess around with things. <laughs> But I feel like here's the ordeal. Okay. Is that we're going to go through this and then we're going to have a podcast episode on it because it's in the Wizarding World and we do all the Wizarding World movies. And you're going to be like, you know, Kylie, that's not actually how they found the, the, 
the third rock from the sun of magical beings. <laughs> okay, but hear me out. Hear me out, okay? Because, because... And Drake and Rolly's probably gonna have to write it. Because, I what we do is we say, hey, JK, you can write this, totally good. But, like, Gilderoy is such a small character in the bigger story, and his story, his backstory, all the crud he writes about in those books... Yeah, we tried to do that with Newt Scamander. He doesn't, 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 doesn't uh-huh. apply to anything else. So I neither tell does, Rowling, neither does Newt Scamander's book. But she couldn't, she couldn't stop but herself. But I tell her, I say JK. What? She, JK, listen, we can do this, but you can't connect it to the bigger universe. She's, she's more powerful. You also can't, can't, can't try to hero out Gilderoy. He's still gotta be like, mm, smart me Gilderoy. I don't think it's gonna work. I think we, that was exactly the idea for Newt Scamander and we messed it up. And I feel like if we tried to do that with Gilderoy Lockhart, we're gonna mess it up. This is a good idea. No, it's not. Oh, I don't have the magic. You really don't. Anyways, okay. <laughs> Back to this film. I like this kid a lot. He's really entertaining. I agree. <laughs> like, I just want the... I don't... It's so interesting because, uh, to me, if Angus Inman... Inman? 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 I'm going to say Angus Inman. I don't know his last name. Young Angus. Merlin. Young Merlin. If he, it, This is the start of a career, in my opinion, for him. Like, I think people are going to... If people see this movie, and if, like, people who are casting see this movie... They're gonna know that this is a kid that's got a special screen presence because whenever he was on on screen, more than almost anybody else that was here, I was captivated in what he was doing and really wanted to go with it. He just had a lot of fun playing young Merlin, and so I was on board with that performance. Patrick Stewart's here for three scenes. What? Patrick Stewart's here for three scenes. Yep, unnecessary. We don't need him. I'm just gonna say something. I'm just gonna say something. Far more interested when it's not Patrick Stewart as yeah. young Merlin. Just keep this kid. I don't need I don't need Patrick Stewart sneezing in and being like, listen to me, I'm an adult, or being like, Oh, you wrote this monologue, I guess we're gonna have to give this one to Patrick Stewart. <laughs> I don't need that. I don't need that. Patrick Stewart is like like he's kinda just slumming through a little bit, which yeah. is fine. He's taking a paycheck. Being Charles Xavier's not giving him much work anymore, so like, what you gonna do? So like, I don't know. I just I feel like they put it in here to be like, guys, people love Patrick Stewart. Let's get him in on this one. It is interesting because I don't think they're marketing the film around him either. No. It's so there's like a scene in the trailer, and so I knew I knew Patrick we knew Stewart he was here. Yeah, it's yeah. but like I don't know. I was just like. Eh. Uh, yeah, I don't... He does sleepwalk a little through the performance, and that's... He's still good even when he's doing that, but it's just not... It's nothing memorable that he's doing, and mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, I, I will say that the, the... He doesn't even snap clap. Like, what's the whole point? Yeah, Yeah, I what's agree. the point? There's yeah. no hand acting there. Uh, his his magic is that he makes, like, lightning come out of his hand. Okay, Emperor ooh. Palpatine. So cool. Second question, Josh. Yeah, what's up? I asked you this in the movie because I sat in the back row. Yep. And no one could see me texting. And I said, why isn't... I have a story to tell you. I was just like, why doesn't Merlin just kill Morgana? And you're like, he can only do it at night. (laughs) Or she can only come out at night. And he has to be out during the day. Those are the rules of the film. I didn't question why those rules existed. I was just like, all right, you set up some rules. I accept them. Ocean Master. Great. (laughs) Yes. King Orem will save the ocean. I guess I didn't understand the film because I was like, I thought we were waiting for the solar eclipse to happen so we could kill her. I I thought, like, that was the big thing. Like, we had to kill her on the solar eclipse. And that was a false statement. We were trying to get it before that happened. We were trying to get it before she got out. (laughs) See, I I didn't catch that part. Um, And it seemed like a lot of walking. There was no reason to make those kids walk that far. Just give them a bus and they could get a lot closer than the how are we going to learn lessons if we're riding on a bus, Kylie? Uh, well, you know, you know. <sighs> it's a brisk 20-mile walk. That kid sold that line. He sold it well. Yeah. <laughs> Angus sold everything. <laughs> um, I was going to look if Andy Serkis tweeted about this movie. 
<laughs> you. I want to see if he's as good as a dad as Tom Hanks. I was watching this movie and just imagining just like Andy sitting next to his son with like the biggest smile on his face. And Andy Circus has not tweeted since January 16th. He doesn't care about this <laughs> kid's, kid's film. Alternate, alternate take on that? Maybe Andy Circus doesn't run his Twitter. Um, that might be true. <laughs> the main four of the film. So we follow Alex, his friend Fetters, um, and then we have these two bullies who are Kay and Lance. And this whole, like, your enemies are going to become your friends. Like, if you've seen the opening clip of the film or know the King Arthur legend, then uh, you know the plot of this film. So... I like the four relationship, and I appreciate actually that in this time and age where like bullying is a big deal for all of our kids. Like it's something that's talked about a lot in schools, it's dealt with. That this idea that's presented forward here is that you can, it with time, you can, and it wasn't easy for these four to come around to be friends, but with time and energy, you could at least come to a mutual respect with your bully in that sense of like trying to listen to each other on both sides of that argument. And and I just appreciated that that was something that was in this film. I think it's probably too clean and too easy to be an actual good lesson in, in any way, but I just, I appreciate that the idea is in the film. Yeah, Kay has a line that's something like, yeah, he sucks because of the world we live in. What would you expect? And I was like, I was like, I was like, um, okay. But they're aware. They are aware. That We're like, aware we suck, but. Yes. But they also don't know how else to be. And mm-hmm. I think that's something that is important. That, that's important to the film is that they've never been asked to be anything else besides that. He also can't spell your or dead correctly. No, he can't. I was like, dude, you have enough fingers to spell dead. You Calm down. A, you have a phone. Look up how to spell it. He's trying to be cool. Here's and the hip. Di- here's the ish- here's the difference between I can't spell either, right? <laughs> but I have the wherewithal to pick up my phone and look at. Oh, this is how you spell this word. I would have gotten punched so hard because if somebody said your deed to me, I would have been like deed. I would have not gotten it. I would have been like, what's happening? <laughs> He would just punch me in the library. Wow. Um. I like Kay. I don't like. She's kind of the only like female character we get that's around in this in the whole on the whole film. And to me, I like that what she she's the more redeemable of the two bullies because I think that she's there. We never really know why she's a bully other than just like she's friends with Lance. But I think that what she tries to do is she tries to give explanation to what they're doing and she tries to justify and she's easier to get on board with it. I don't know. I just, I like that character. I like that she's present and and in the film. Most useful. Yeah. She can drive. Yep. Uh, She learned from Mario Kart. Yeah, that joke thudded in the the movie itself. In the trailer, much better. If it had only been in the the film, it would have been better. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's like the Yas Queen line in in Blockers. Blockers. Oh, yeah. It was so good in the trailer. I mean, you know, let me can I give an Oscar to that trailer? Yeah, totally. I uh, just to that line. Nothing else that happened. Just that line. Great, love it. Um, my I I think that uh the statement still stands. I don't much care about the King Arthur stuff. I'm not saying that I could never care. Right. But like as we kind of talked about on that. On the um, Lord of the Rings episode, I, I with with fantasy, there will be a lot of times there will just be like these rules that are kind of just set up there for the plot, and I'll accept rules to a certain extent. But like with just with just how things were going, how things seemed so easy, like I never bought that these twelve year olds should be alive. <laughs> I agree with you. Um, I, I even sent you a, like a stupid text because you were like, well, you figured out the plot of the film. And I was like, is Lily Potter's love going to save these kids? Because, like, that's why I believe that, like, Harry Potter survives, yeah. even though he's a 12-year-old also. Like, huh. because, oh, they give an explanation. His mom's love saved him. And I'm like, yeah. that's, I guess, all I need. These kids should be dead in a ditch. Okay. <laughs> okay. So Not that I want them to be dead in a ditch. I'm just saying. I will say this. Act two of the film, which is where our four heroes go on an adventure to try to find um, Alex's dad. And they learn lessons on 
how to sword fight, how to come together, the Lady of the Water, like all of these things. They learn, they learn, they learn. There's a, it's an extended training montage, and they also learn that they have to believe in themselves because sometimes things don't go the way that they should. Rules. Rules. Those four actors, those four characters, sorry, I believe by the end battle, like you four might be able to survive. All these other kids. All these other kids. We get to act three. I'm starting to like, even me, who's kind of on board with this movie, is like, I got one arm folding and the other one's coming in real close. Mm -hmm. Like, we're just gonna, uh, also. Also, we almost, like, why doesn't Morgana just finish off Merlin? If she finally, because like, she just hits him with a blast and then she's done. No, I'm going to say something, evil people. Double tap. You make sure, and I'm not rooting for villains very often, but you want to win, you make sure the most powerful person there is dead. Uh, I'm also going to say, not specifically where, but the heroes in this film also need to learn that rule. Oh, yeah. Everybody needs to learn the rule. Double tap. The thing is, Morgana is an adult. Yes. And she should be aware. Uh, she should be doing better. She's the adult. Okay, but, so there's this, like, five-minute segment where they're going to train all of the children in the school. Yeah. And they're all going to be a war- And I was like, this is ridiculous. Yeah, at the also- bottom of Hogwarts, some of those kids are dead. And I'm like, believable. <laughs> also, you have a room full of parents who are there. They're just, they're teachers. They're, there are teachers, yeah. You have a room full of teachers who are there. Let's say adults. Okay, adults. And literally all that happens is go sit in a room. Like, no. I think that the argument is that adults suck and they couldn't adhere to the four rules. But you didn't (laughs) present that. (sighs) It's the Thanos argument all over again, Josh. Yeah, fair enough. We gotta just see, see, at, at, at some point... Like, I don't think I ever stopped questioning, but, like, I just accepted some things that happened because I, I wasn't going to fix it. <laughs> I was going to make it all better. Which is so funny because I was really, I think I was more on board with this film through the first two thirds of it than I was the last third of it. Because it just kind of goes a little off the rails in that third Yeah, I know. And Eclipse is neither night or day. <laughs> you said that to me in, like, full on text. Yeah. You were like, uh, <laughs> Um, I'm gonna just say something. Yeah, go for it. You know, okay. So there's there, there's major two categories of um, eclipses. There's a solar and a lunar for the most part, right? Mm-hmm. So Josh, a lunar eclipse can only take place at one part of the day. What part of the day do you think it is? Noon. Nighttime. Yeah. Okay. Great. <laughs> because the moon's got to be on the opposite side of us. Okay. Perfect. So that we're in between the sun and the moon. Now, a solar eclipse... Is that why we had the blood moon the other night? Yeah. Okay. Now, the blood... So, now, a solar eclipse, the moon comes around. Here's the sun. Yeah. The moon comes around. So, what time of the day do you think it has to be? Noon? Daytime! I was really just looking for nighttime, daytime! No, I was going specific times. <laughs> Whose sun's at its highest point? And then, yeah, noon is where it is at its highest point. Anyways, that's where it crosses the zenith. Ooh. Anyways, they're like, an eclipse is neither night or day. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, no, specifically, it has to take place during either night or day. No, but eclipse is neither night <laughs> also, or day. Also, eclipses last... Ah, 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 this was there. This was in the okay. film. When the... Bernie people and Morgana are oh. around. Time stops, and uh, anybody who doesn't believe free it goes away. Okay. Yep. Okay, that's right. Yeah. Why? <laughs> that I don't know, <laughs> but it is set up in the film. It like, is. Yeah. It is. It is. <laughs> I feel like our friend David Sims, who we never met with, loved this film. He gave it four stars on Letterbox. There's lots of rules in this. Rules. Film. Rules. Rules. <laughs> I don't know if I quite go four stars. I think, okay, I really like Joe Cornish as the director. If you've not seen Attack the Block, worth your time. This is not as good as Attack the Block. I don't think it's this, as... This is more aimed at a younger audience since Attack the Block is. The, the simila- there are, there there are, are quite similarities. There are quite a few similarities. And what I'll say is that uh, The Kid Who Would Be King is like a version for a younger audience while Attack the Block... You know, teen and higher. He also does more visually interesting things in Attack the Block. This one, he seems really beholden to kind of a very standard visual style that's just trying to present the information 
to you. There's a couple of really fun shots and sequences. I actually think my favorite sequence of the whole thing is the there's a sequence where Lancelot and uh, Alex are fighting in the water, and I really enjoyed that sequence on the whole. But yeah, I, I think it's not. I mean, I'm still interested in Joe Cornish as a director. I'm not, I, I, but this is not like that exciting in terms of like his filmography. I think it'll just be something that we look back on and be like, huh, he did this. All right, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Your your initial assessment of. But I don't hate this film. Yeah. This it, film can exist. I just don't, I don't, I, I don't need to see it again. As of now, on January 27th, 2019, number one film of 2019. Here it is. I've done it, everybody. I think it's my number three. There you go. I think it's snug in between escape room. <laughs> Holding strong escape room is. Yeah, it's not my number one, though. Yeah. Oh no. I know, I broke it. What's number one? Fire. Oh, okay. The party that would never happen. You also now have your 2019 list hidden. You're like, oh, Josh. Is it hidden? Josh shall never know my lists. Do you want my other one to be not hidden? I mean, I don't know why they're hidden, Kylie. What What did we do? What Are we not worthy? Well, what can we do to get them hit, to get them revealed again? Hey, make this public. 2019's public. <laughs> okay, phew. Phew. You don't have to make 2018 public if you don't want. I think I will. I just, you're going to be like, wow, Kylie really liked Bomb City. <laughs> I already saw that you like Bomb City. You gave it four stars. Yeah, well, you know. Did you read my thesis statement at the top of it? <laughs> That's the thesis of the film. Yep. Um, that film opens in an interesting way that really made me think, like, yikes. <laughs> Uh, Kylie, I've had a pin up here, and this pin is about my my theatrical experience. Oh. Oh, and I just want to say that, like, I, I, there's some apologies needed to some lady in the theater, (laughs) and I'm really sorry that I probably ruined your theatrical experience. I definitely didn't mean to. Okay, I'm going to tell this story, listeners, and you're going to be like, oh, Kylie's been on the other side of the story a lot, and I'm going to be like, I'm sorry. So, Kylie was maybe going to join me when I was going to see this movie, and so when I get there, I get there right about as showtime's starting, and so I'm kind of like hustling into the theater, and I look across the parking lot, and I thought I saw your car. And so I was like, oh, maybe Kylie's here, and I didn't see her out in the lobby, and then so when I went into the theater... The theater, the trailers are going, but they usually leave the lights up a little bit. They had already darkened it. Like, already black. This theater's so not very good with its lights. Yeah. what, I was watching a movie. The last movie I saw there, like, there were still, like, seven minutes left in the film and the lights came up. <laughs> and I was so, like, oh, okay, I guess it's time. It wasn't the kid who would be king, it was something else. And I was like, guess it's time to leave. So... It's dark in the theater, and I, I'm i like, I don't know if Kylie's there or not. And so, like, I, I look in, and up at the very top, and it was weird that it was up at the top. Like, that was issue one. But, like, there was people at, at the Kylie spot and the bar, and then up at the top, there was, like, a single person, a seat, and two other people. So I was like, and, and the body shape kind of looked like Kylie. And I was like, okay, that I think that's Kylie. So I'm trying to, like, slowly walk up there, and I'm, like, looking real hardcore to, like, make sure it's Kylie. Because it's a person who's also on their phone. And I was like, maybe Kylie's just hanging out on her phone texting, because we do that during trailers sometimes. Uh, especially when there's, like, a weird couple that sits one seat away from you. And so, like... I get up there and I'm just like, I'm, I'm looking and I'm like I'm like I think this is Kylie and like I'm starting to walk in and then I'm like all of a sudden I'm like abort 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 not Kylie but then I'm like maybe it is Kylie because it's it was still dark it was still hard to see and I didn't get that close because I was trying to not be a creeper totally a creeper so I moved down like three four rows and I'm trying to like look back up at the person and like see if it's you and at this point I'm texting Kylie as well who is just like not looking at her phone for like a five minute chunk of life which is totally fine but then this whole time i'm like kind of looking up at this person just being like is kylie just like playing a prank on me where she's like hey, hey, hey i'm not gonna say anything till he comes up here <laughs> like 
And so I'm really sorry, lady, that I was the creeper that was, like, staring at you the whole time. And you were probably texting your friends about how this creeper guy with a beard and this family that sat next to you. And you just wanted to go watch the one o'clock showing of the kid who would be king. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. I was just looking for my friend Kylie. I didn't know. No Planet Hollywood game today. No Planet Hollywood game today. We're in a different studio. We have an interesting uh, episode coming up next. I didn't say anything about Lewis Circus, and I would like to say... Oh, okay. Little Circus? Yeah, pretty okay. good. Yeah, pretty good. I think most of the performances of the children are pretty good. Agreed. I think that Dark Towers... Um, he's getting there. It's better. He, he did better in this than he did in Dark Towers, but maybe that's because in this... Like, he still had to say a lot of nonsense, but, like, it was a lot less nonsense. Yeah. And he wasn't acting beside, all right, all right, all right. Uh, yeah, I like Little Circus. I'll be excited to see what he does. I do want to see something with Little Circus and Big Circus. I'm okay if they don't. Yeah, fair enough. All right, friends. I haven't seen anything with the big Hanks and the <laughs> medium Hanks. <laughs> Alright friends, if you want to join this conversation, and why wouldn't you? You can do so at friendofafriendpodcast.squarespace.com. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. We can say five-star review or any star review. We'll read it out here on the podcast. You can also hit that subscribe button. It helps us get new listeners. You can also find us on Facebook at Friend of a Friend Podcast. You can find us on uh, Twitters at TWT underscore podcast. YouTube. Ducks Touch Together. Ducks Together. Letterboxd. Thank you so much for listening. I've been Josh. I'm Kylie. Quack, 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 quack.